You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The death he died is what I want to call this devotion today. Because the death he died is the death he died once and for all, the scripture says, and he died to sin. He took the very nature of sin, being a human being, being a man coming in the likeness of mankind. He took sin in his own body, it says in 1 Peter 2.24, onto the cross. And he conquered sin's power over man by dying. And that's such an important thing. So the very nature of Adam, you see, Adam is like the father of sin and thereby the father of death. What I mean by father, it's because we all come from Adam. This body comes from Adam. He was the first and we all came from him. And because of his sin, all of us die, the scripture says. And that shows you the power of sin. Because I know some people kind of don't always appreciate how powerful sin is and how sin has you, owns you, unless Jesus Christ saves you. And there's absolutely no other way to become free from the power of sin except through the life of Jesus Christ coming within. And that very life of Christ that knows no sin is your freedom. So while you still live in what the Bible calls a body of death, you still live in this body of death, yet you live because of the life of the Son of God in you. And that is such an important thing to let God unveil in you so that when you feel the pains of death within yourself, you're not frightened anymore. You're not intimidated anymore. You don't begin to act like a slave with the insecure feelings of guilt and condemnation. No, you have the confidence of faith that He who set you free, Jesus who set you free, has set you free indeed. And you can stand fast in the freedom with which he set you free. Galatians teaches this. So I want to open today with Romans chapter 6. The title of this devotion is The Death He Died. Romans chapter 6, verse 10. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives... He lives to God, verse verse 3. Look at this. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through water baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Walk means that's your daily living. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly 
we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that the, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, and the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves then dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of his righteousness or of the righteousness of God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law but under grace. In other words, you're not trying in your own ability to obey the commandments and then realize through the law of sin in you that you failed to do the very thing you know you should. Romans 7 explains that so amazingly. No, we're living under the grace. What does that mean? The life that we now live in this body is the life of the Son of God. He gives it, He maintains it, and He perfects it in us. Perfect means we become more and more in our daily living and our daily walking like Him. That's what it means, perfected. And that is a process that will continue until we see Him and the conclusion of the labor of the Spirit in us, as Romans 8, 26, 27 talks about, the, the, the conclusion as in the object of, of the, its working is that when you see Him, you are made perfect in His likeness by His Spirit that's in you that perfectly reflects Him or perfectly Im, uh, mirrors Him. Oh my goodness, these are such wonderful things that the Bible so sweetly and gently brings to our conscience so that we can begin to perceive the great inheritance of the saints in the light. We begin to see what God predestined us to before he made all things. And we look to Jesus as the true mirror of who we are called to be and whom he is making us to be through his spirit in us daily. So this is what you need to realize. The only freedom from the control of sin is death. And the death he died, he died once and for all. So you need to realize, and that's what Paul here then says in Romans 6, and he says it again in Galatians 2, I am crucified with Christ. In other words, when he was crucified as the Son of God, the Son of Man, that was in our stead, which is what the word propitiation perfectly describes, or mercy seat, or the one who took our place. That was us there. Look at this. And I know when you hear this, then you, you kind of go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with comprehending this fully. And I understand that. But listen to these verses from the New English Translation. He endured, this is Isaiah 53, verse 4. He endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. All the while, we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God. 
but because of our sins he was wounded, beaten because of the evil we did. We are healed by the punishment he suffered and made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep that were lost, each of us going our own way, but the Lord made the punishment fall on him, the punishment all of us deserved. Do you see it? Do you see how amazing this is? When you maybe struggle with your lower nature that still seeks for control over your life and seeks to exert itself and, and blind you inwardly and that you think, oh, I'll never change, I'll never change. Oh, I keep stumbling, I keep falling, oh, I keep failing, I keep having these feelings, these attitudes, these thoughts, these desires. Oh, I'll never get free, I'll never get free. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. The scripture says, and they looked to him and were radiant and were not ashamed. Psalm 34. Oh my goodness, I love these verses. And I have so come to appreciate to not only myself look to him, but the desire that all of him is magnified in me so that others may come to know him in me as we should all come to know Christ in one another. Aren't we all the body of the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, there's this amazing scripture here and I like to read it from the Amplified. It's, it's like a study book for me, the Amplified. I use the King James as my main Bible, the New King James, even though I also like the Old King James. But, but, the, but the, I use the, the New King James, but for me, the Amplified is like a study Bible. And then I have some paraphrased Bibles like the Passion Translation or the Living Bible. And, 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 I, and I use it to study, like the, the Matthew Henry's notes, which to me stands at the top of all the concordances or all, the, uh, all these, these wonderful study books that we have, the, the Barnes notes, the, the, Oh, so many others, the names just won't come to me quick enough. Adams and Jeffries and all, all these other commentaries. There's the word I was looking for, are phenomenal. I mean, Matthew, Henry, I tell you, I can't wait to meet him in heaven and thank him for his amazing commentaries. And, and folks, if you like to read, why not read Matthew Henry and let the scriptures just flood through your being and cleanse out any of your human limited thinking and bring into you the unmeasurable thoughts of the Heavenly Father so perfectly described in the Scripture by the Holy Spirit. And especially you who have the Holy Spirit living in you will open up the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, hit the things concerning Himself and all that is written there that now opens up to us through the Spirit of Christ in me the things that God the Father freely has given us in Christ. Oh, I tell you, I, I can't get enough. It, 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 if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, how could we understand these things that were written by the Spirit in the Old Testament that now are being fulfilled in our lives through, through Jesus? It is absolutely phenomenal. And here in, in John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, it says, For this reason the Father loves me, Jesus is speaking, because I lay down my own life to take it back again. No one takes it from me. On the contrary, I lay it down voluntarily. I put it from myself. 
I am authorized and have power to lay down, to resign it. And I am authorized and have the power to take it back again. These are the instructions, the orders, which I received as my charge from the Heavenly Father. And Jesus laid down his life. And it says in Hebrews 9, 14, by his eternal spirit, by his pre-existent personality. He offered himself as a blameless, perfect sacrifice to the Father. And that death, that death that he died, he died for you and me to the power of sin. So sin in its control over man was broken. Its power was broken in Jesus Christ. He deprived sin of its power over man through the sacrifice of himself. He conquered sin in the death that he died and he triumphed over it by fully satisfying the law of God in his sacrifice by fulfilling all that was spoken concerning him, the Lamb of God, who came into the world to take away the sin of the world as for John 1, 29 says, And he not only fully satisfied the law and thereby the charge of the law against man was nullified and thereby because he nullified the charge of the law against us, he completely took away all Satan's power from being able to accuse us. And through his glorious resurrection triumphed over Satan that all who receive him, to them he gives the power to become sons and daughters of the living God, not just those who are born of a natural birth, but those who are born again through Jesus Christ. Oh, we are begotten again to a living hope through the resurrection of the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that never fades away, reserved in heaven for us, us who are being kept by the power of God, Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1. Oh my goodness, when you begin to let these thoughts come into your heart and you begin to embrace through faith the death he died, you're liberated. Do you want to dig deeper in your study of Reformed theology? The All of Life for God podcast, presented by Reformation Heritage Books, offers you weekly sermons, audiobook chapters, and interviews that will help strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? Just search All of Life for God wherever you get your podcast and start listening today. Presented by Reformation Heritage Books. You're liberated. And that struggle of self trying to die to self goes away. It's swallowed up in the power of his death. And no longer will you be afraid, oh, I've got to lay this down. I've got to change. I can't change. Oh, I've tried to change. No, no. and, and yeah, ooh, there is a part we play. The Bible says we labor according to his effective working in us. So we say, no, I know through the light of God's life and word in me that this is not his character, his nature, his way, 
his heart, his mind, and I am his son, and I've been predestined to his likeness. So no, I will not serve these attitudes, these thoughts, these feelings, these ways of talking anymore. That way before you tried your best in your own strength and couldn't do it, now by the death he died, you are phenomenally set free. It is amazing when you think about these thoughts. And when this comes into your heart, what I'm talking about today, it changes your beliefs. Instead of you trying harder, and it's a part that we do play our part, but no, yes, you do your part, but through faith in the Son of God and the Spirit by which He enables you to die to self is sweet fragrant of self-sacrifice, not the stench of resentment that you have to lay down, the resentment at the price you have to pay, the resentment at the demands that are placed in you that seem unfair and unjust. No, there's no stench of resentment. There's no stench of, of self-pity or any. No, it's the sweet fragrance of, fragrance of Christ's self-sacrificial love that He empowers you with. The spirit by which you died to self is the death He died. And it's amazing when that comes into your conscious and you begin to have faith. You know, I had something where the Lord was wanting to perfect me in His nature. Something where the giants of opposing forces to God's nature would taunt me and taunt me for many, many years of my life. And I'd resist them and I would not give them place and I would stand against them and I would cast down their thoughts and imaginations. I did all these things the scripture teaches. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to unveil to me the rest, the rest of the, ho- of the calming presence of the Lord and began to show me that this giant was coming down in my life by his conforming spirit in me to his nature and character. And I, as I embraced the cross that was, that was bringing, giving attention to this part where I needed to be perfected in Christ, the, the circumstance of life, and I embraced that cross saying, Lord, I embrace this, I embrace this suffering, I embrace this pain, I embrace this loss, I embrace it with all my heart. Perfect me, Lord, perfect me. And friends, yes, for a few months, I, I kept praying this. Perfect what? I want the nature by which I enter into that rest, into the freedom of its agitations, of its conflicts, of its pressures of my conscience. The, the, the nature by which I enter into the rest, the freedom of the consciousness of these things, I want that nature to be the sweet death you die. And I tell you, When the Holy Spirit leads you into His rest as you begin to yield to His voice, crying in your heart to be perfected and become more like Him and not allow yourself to be agitated anymore by the moral conflicts or emotional conflicts or physical conflicts, and you embrace the cross to say, Lord, I'm not going to complain about this. I'm not going to doubt about it. I'm not going to wait until someday I'm healed of this. No, I'm going to just become more like you in the process. I tell you, oh, I've come into such a rest and I'm so grateful. And it didn't happen overnight. And, and you know, the reason why it takes time for us when Jesus only hung on the cross for six hours from nine in the morning till three in the afternoon, 
The reason why it takes more time for us is so that the working in us is so real and such a life experience that it leaves such a mark of His Spirit and of His forming, transforming grace that we know the death that I died to sin. I died through His death in me. I know the power that set me free and keeps me free. I know the power by which I now enjoy the rest of His calming presence. I know this, I know it. Let me close with you with two little verses. One is in Romans 8 verse 2 and the other 2 Corinthians 15, no, excuse me, um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 and 15. There we go. Listen to this little verse in Romans 8 verse 10, okay? If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And next week, I'm going to talk about righteousness quite a lot, and I'm really looking forward to it. You see, this natural body, because of the effects of sin, is dead, and yet we live. I've talked to you about this last week. And, and we live right now by His Spirit in us, which is the amazing wonder of us having been given righteousness by the gift of God's grace. So we know we are living in righteousness with God, right? Not just theologically, legally, that Christ died and paid our penalty. So now sin has no more charge on us and Satan has no more accusation against us <coughs> because God declared us not guilty because of what Jesus has done. It says in Romans 3, now nah, legally that's all true and, and importantly so, but experientially, it's because the Spirit now has been given into us as the seal of that righteousness, as the experience of that righteousness. Oh, I can't wait to talk more about it with you next week. And that is all what comes into us because of the death that He died. Because of the death that He died. Oh, the Heavenly Father's jealousy for you and me to live in this freedom because of the death He died is incredibly strong, incredibly strong. All of heaven sings about it constantly. All creation groans for the perfect manifestation of what Christ has obtained for us. <coughs> I mean, it is so passionate with God because of what Jesus has done that you and I come into the full experience of it. Oh, I'm just so grateful to the death that He died now, the love, 2 Corinthians 5.14, of Christ controls, compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. In other words, now you and I, have this life of the Son of God in us, which is the wonderful experience of the righteousness that we now have with the Father, that we receive His life. The life that He gives is the life of the Son of God. And we have this life in us, and all of us who receive this life and thereby live free from the power of sin and death should no longer live to please ourselves, but live to please Him. <coughs> 
I want to encourage you today. Choose to live by embracing the death that he died because it sets you free from the power of death and death shall no longer be your master and you will not long, no more be afraid of its control over you because sin is not your master. Therefore, death has no more claim on you. Death comes as a result of sin, but death has no more claim on you now that you live because of him. So you don't have to be afraid of death, even though you die because of the, you're in this natural body, yet you live because of the Son of God in you. And you are more in the consciousness of the life of the Son of God than the death of self. And oh, how wonderful it is when God can keep you steady and stable to live as He lives. Amen. Have a good day.